Hello, everyone. Um, can you hear me? I guess it's filming. Sorry, I've, I have not used the live video feature before, so this is you're my guinea pigs, I guess. Um, but it says it's filming, so I'm gonna go with it. Um, yeah, here we go. Okay. Sorry, Just looking at myself in the camera. Make sure it's working. It seems to be working. Great. Hello, everyone. Thank you for watching. If you're here, or if you're watching a recording later. I'm not sure how many people I would, would have gotten in the first 30 seconds, um, but maybe you're watching this video later. Anyway, I'm here today to talk about a few things, um, but mostly focused on my superhero novel, um, Fractured Heroes. You may have heard me or seen me posting about it on Facebook sometimes. Um, I call it a superhero drama novel because it's about it is obviously a science fiction action story with superheroes, but I think to me it's also about the characters' real lives and such like that, um, more so. So I've been been writing and working on it in some form for a while now. Um, been trying to promote it with hopes of publishing one day, uh, maybe one day sooner than later in the in the next few years. I don't know. Um, we'll see. So anyway, here's what I'm gonna do today. Um, I'm going to talk about the story a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about, I guess, a tiny bit about our lives um, here in Texas and how we're doing with the baby and stuff, because some of you are interested in that, too. Then I'll, I'll do a reading from the story, um, a certain passage. And if anyone has questions in the comments, um, either about the story or how we're doing in life here or any of that, I will answer those, too. Um, so if you're watching, listening, anything like that, feel free to post questions in the comments um, and let me know what you think and let me know if there's anything I can answer for you. Um, so the reason I'm doing this today is because this is Bandcamp Friday and what that means is, um, so I have some audio chapters of this story on Bandcamp. I started recording them um, because, well first I started doing it for um, our in-person writers group back home, the Inklings. Shout out if any Inklings people are watching or listening in right now um and you know since we moved away to texas um we haven't been going in person obviously of course that was before we knew about a global pandemic that was gonna make all of us rely only on zoom meetings for everything but that's neither here nor there um anyway so i started doing some audio recordings um on a site called Bandcamp. it's mostly for music but i've seen audiobooks before there too um and posting those and um basically you can they're all free um well they're, they're name your price so you can download and listen for free or if you're feeling generous and feeling so inclined you can pay any amount to download them and Bandcamp friday is something that Bandcamp is doing for the rest of 2020 um i guess kind of to help struggling artists out during the pandemic um the first friday of every month is Bandcamp friday on which Bandcamp will waive their fee um, normally they take a, they, they take a cut out of all purchases, of course, but um, today they won't. So if you if you pay any amount to download today, the whole amount will go directly to me, the author. Um, so that's kind of cool. They've done this a few a few times in 2020 so far, and they've announced for the rest of 2020 they were, are still doing that. So I guess the next one is September 4th, I believe. Um, that's why my calendar is still in July. So gotta figure that out. Anyway, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's the fourth. So anyway, today is Bandcamp Friday. Um, if you want to know more about that, or if you're interested and want to download, I'll tell you where you, where you can go. The link to find my story 
is fracturedheroes.bandcamp.com. Just like the title here, that's fracturedheroes.bandcamp.com. Okay. I also created a Facebook event, which you should be able to find on my timeline just below this video. There is an event there called Fractured Heroes Download for Bandcamp Friday. Click on that event. It has the link. It has more information, more details. Um, I believe now that um, the event goes all day long till midnight, I think. Um, wait, or Actually, it's, it's midnight Pacific time, which most of my friends are later than that. So if you're in Central Time like I am now, it's like 2 a.m. If you're on East Coast, like a lot of my friends are back in Virginia, um, I guess it's 3 a.m. So I don't know if anyone is really sitting up at 3 a.m. just eagerly waiting to download my novel, but if that's you, great, go for it. Um, the point is you have till midnight or 2 or 3 a.m. respectively, depending on where you are, um, to download if you'd like, and any amount you pay will go to me directly. If you want more info or updates on this over time, um, you can also go to my author page on Facebook, which is Samuel N. Harris. So I'm doing this right now on my personal profile, which is Samuel Nathan Harris. Um, my author page is Samuel N. Harris. Hey, so Jeff in the comments said he likes the beard. Thank you. I, I, I meant to say that. It's my quarantine beard. I haven't shaved in a while. I, I have trimmed since the beginning of quarantine, but that was still like two months ago. So it is a um, definitely rocking rock the quarantine beard here. That's what's happening. Um, but yeah, so, um, more updates, Samuel N. Harris, go find the author page if you haven't done so already. Um, I'll just say a little bit about the content I have available on, on Bandcamp before I move on from this. Um, I posted, have audio recordings posted there in like kind of two different sections. Um, again, it's fracturedheroes.bandcamp.com and I have an album of book one samples, okay? Just a sampling of my first book in this series. Um, like kind of overviews of the characters and such like that. Um, my writers group back in Virginia had already heard most of book one or pretty much all of book one by the time I was doing this. And then I realized I needed to do some edits um, in, some, in some places, major edits. So that's kind of why I'm not posting the whole thing on there right now, not all of book one, because um, I'm still working on it. And I guess my original audience for this has already heard it, though some of you haven't, um, or some of you may, may have at least heard portions of it. but. If you're interested on there, um, I do have like some short scenes, some excerpts and samples from book one that um, that have basically, you know, overviews of the characters will help you get to know the main characters, have at least two or three scenes with each main character. Um, if you don't care about spoilers, I give an overview summary of the whole book to, see, to, to get people caught up who haven't heard it before. And then the other thing I have on, on there is Fractured Heroes Book 2, which is my current project. Um, I'm currently drafting that. I'm getting toward the end. Um, my hope was to finish drafting this year. That's, that's, of course, pending life getting crazy with a baby. I'm not sure what, what my free time or anything is going to look like in a couple weeks. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm working on my Book 2 now. I have several chapters finished. Um, obviously, not the whole thing finished. But um, I've posted those chapters, full chapters from the beginning of the book. So book one, just excerpts and an overview, because um, that's because that's, that's all I have right now. Book two, my current project, I have the whole story from the beginning. So I'm trying not to get the, the, the entire thing away um, because for free because someone said that's a bad marketing move, but I want to give a lot of it away so people can get interested and hear it, and hopefully in the future when and if I publish, 
um, you'll be there for that, and people will be interested. So that's, that's, that's what you can listen to now. You can download either or both albums. Um, and I am still planning to add to the Book 2 album. I have 14 chapters up there right now, up through Book 2, Chapter 14, but I am planning to add more over time. So you can download either or both of those today. Um, and so, you know, this um, this Bandcamp Friday, I guess, is kind of... Um, Kind of comes at a nice time for us, or I don't know if, if nice time is the right word, but an appropriate time, because as many of you know, um, my wife Rachel is very pregnant. Um, her due date is actually this Tuesday. We're only four days out from her due date. She's feeling, well, I was going to say she's feeling fine, but I don't, know that, I, don't know, I don't know if that's true. She's feeling pregnant and ready to burst. I, I mean, when I said fine, I meant, I mean, we're not going into labor right, right this moment, but it could happen any time, really. Um, I mean... Due date's Tuesday, could be a few days early, could be a few days late. Um, we don't know. So we're just kind of playing the waiting game at this moment. But um, as many of you might know, um, children can cost money. And, you know, um, now I'm... So, so, so in, in addition to the fact that I like this story and am and, and writing and want to be a writer and all that stuff, um, I thought this could... This, this, is kind of, this is kind of my side hustle now where... Where I'm making, I'm, um, I'm making a little bit of, of supplemental income, um, not a lot, a little bit. That's okay. Um, anyway, um, my my point there is today, Bandcamp Friday, when you can pay to download and the whole amount goes to me. That's a great time or a great way to support an up and coming author with an up and coming baby. Um, so. Again, you can download the whole thing for free, but if you're feeling generous, if you want to contribute, if you want to help, if you just want to support artists, whatever, you can pay any amount. The whole amount will go to me. Okay, I've hit that point hard enough now. I think gave you a slight update of where we are in life. Um, I would like to keep doing these live broadcasts the rest of the year on Bandcamp Fridays. Again, I'm not certain what life is going to look like with a baby, so I can't make any promises on that point, but um, the next one is September 4th, so if this goes well, I mean, this is kind of my, my trial run, I admit. I could have maybe been professional and tested it out before and done these more regularly, but I haven't done that because I'm just getting started out too. So um, I might try to do these more often, at least once a month the rest of the year, if, if not more than that, but we'll see. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, main points there are download the story on fracturedheroes.bandcamp.com, pay if you want to. If you do, the whole amount goes to me directly. Three, if you do pay, um, you know, it's, it's not just we can buy, you know, nicer things for ourselves or whatever. Um, we, we would benefit from your generosity because it's, you know, almost baby time. So that's going to be a whole new adventure. Anyway, that's enough about that. I said I believe I was going to read a, an excerpt um, from the story, and I still plan to. Um, and so I'm going to read from um, chapter, so from book two, chapter 14, which is the latest chapter I've posted online. It's not the latest, latest one I've written. Others are still going through edits and such. I've, I've, I've written about 19, half of 20 chapters of, of book two, but I have, the latest one I've written and edited and all that stuff and put online is chapter 14. And the reason I want to read this one, other than that it's the most recent, it also deals with um, a young boy, um, as, as the main character, or it also deals with parenting um, as a topic. And so, you know, when I 
when I was first plotting out my book two and thinking of ideas and outlining this and everything, um, you know, over a year ago, I've, I've, had, I've, had, I've had some of these ideas for more than a year. I didn't realize that I would be writing and reading and recording these these chapters at the same time that I was also preparing for parenting. So it's kind of funny how that worked out. I'm having a little boy, in case you didn't know, or we are having a little boy, and I now have a little little boy in my story. Um, and so, I mean, he's like seven in the story. Mine's going to be a baby at first, obviously. But, um, you know, parenting is still a topic, as, I, as I'm also thinking about parenting um, a lot more these days. And so it's been interesting. It's been fun, I would say, and sometimes emotional to write these chapters that involve parenting and involve a little boy while I'm also thinking ahead to the future about my own little boy. Um, obviously, I don't have much actual practical um, experience with parenting yet. I mean, I believe that you become a parent as soon as a child is conceived. Um, that's another issue. But um, but I haven't like done much parenting because he's not out yet. But um, so this isn't necessarily based on my real life experience. It's more so thinking ahead to the future, more so thinking of um, just what it's going to be like to have a little boy in my house pretty soon. So anyway, um, this chapter, I mean, the, the, the scene I'm about to read, it's, it's almost all chapter. There's one more scene that's separate that I won't read this time. Um, but this um, the scene I'm about to read is, I guess, special to me in some ways. Um, I, w I will admit, even um, when I read it a few weeks or months ago to my in-person, or used, used to be in-person, on my writer's group of the Inklings back in Virginia uh, over Zoom, um, I started getting emotional. I started tearing up at least one spot because obviously um, babies and parenting and children are kind of on my mind right now. So um, I thought this would be an, an appropriate chapter to read to you at this time. Um, I'll give you a little context for what's happening so you're not completely lost, and then I'll go in and read it so you can hear a sampling. If you like the story, if you like the scene, if you're interested in learning more, again, you know where to go by now. Um, find the link, download, um, download more sections, or even even just stream them online if you want to. But um, here's the context of what's going on. So in book two, we have um, a new character, Stephen. He's a little boy. He's seven years old, um, and we just found out, or Stephen has recently begun manifesting powers like mind control and telekinesis, moving things with his mind. Um, which would be weird for anyone, but but especially weird for a seven-year-old boy, of course. And his mom, Kim, is a single mom, um, and she has large gaps in her memory. She does not remember Stephen being born. I mean, obviously she knows that she has him now, but she doesn't remember how that happened. Um, she doesn't remember who his father is. She does not know how he got his powers. So it's kind of a mystery where did he come from and why um, can't his mom remember. Um, I'm about to spoil, spoil it for you, um, so if you don't like spoilers, stop watching. Or, or just cover your ears or something. But if I read the whole section, then that'll spoil it for you, for you anyway. Um, Stephen's father is a villain, rather a hero turned villain, named Neuron. He was a big part of my book one. Um, and Neuron had basically the same powers, mind reading, um, telekinesis, and mind control. And when he went full villain eventually, um, around, this, around the time Stephen was a baby, he wanted to be, good, wanted to be an, an, anonymous and get away clean and all that stuff. So he told Kim 
um, to forget him. Like, like he you basically used mind control to make her forget or to erase her memories of him. So that's why Kim now has large gaps in her memory um, and has for all these years. So that's kind of um, kind of been an interesting road for her. Um, so anyway, picture this mom um, with a, a special kid who's who's you know bright and smart, but also has powers. And she doesn't know why, and is confused. And and I mean, she's she's done done her best. I think up to this point as a single mom, but but um, and and it's probably done a good job. But um, most moms haven't had to deal with kids reading their minds literally or anything like that. So um, she has reached out to um, the superheroes, her local superheroes, um, and two of them have come over to to their house to see what's going on. In this chapter, we have um, Robbie. AKA Miracle. Um, that's him in the front. That's Robbie, AKA Miracle. Um, and we have, you guys can't see it very well. Um, we have Hope, AKA Lady Light. She's over there too. So in this chapter, we have Robbie and Hope um, going to Kim, going to, visit, going to visit Kim and Steven and try to figure out what's going on with him, where his powers came from, if they can help her at all, because. Um, she wants help from the local superheroes to deal with this. I mean, I would too. And at the very end of our last chapter, um, Stephen kind of figured out he could he he could also, um, I guess, affect his mom's mind. I mean, his powers are new to him. He doesn't know how to use them yet. But um, he was able to go in to her mind and actually bring back her memories. So basically, he could tell her brain to remember or to unlock those memories, and suddenly she remembers. So the very last thing we had in the last chapter was Kim saying, I remember everything. So those gaps she had for all those years, she suddenly remembers. We're getting to the bottom of the mystery of where Stephen came from and what's going on. Um, so this is book two, chapter 14, and it is called Memory. I will go ahead and read it. So listen along. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here today. Here's chapter 14, Memory. Stephen, Kim asked, are you okay? Robbie and Hope had managed to get her to sit down on the couch with Stephen. Yeah, I just got scared at all the memories. Are you okay, Mom? I, I'm... Kim wasn't physically hurt, but she clearly wasn't unaffected. So it worked, Stephen persisted. What do you remember? It was Neuron, Kim stated through exasperated breaths. Or no, not Neuron, John. John? asked Robbie. Jonathan Leonard, Kim clarified. He is, was, Neuron. Leonard, the CEO? Hope asked. Of course, Robbie spoke up. We talked to him last year. Ruby and I did. I should have seen it. He was hiding in plain sight all along. He turned toward Kim. So, you do know him? Knew him? She nodded. Years ago, we were together. And, well, the rest is history. Sorry, I lost my place for a moment. She glanced down at Stephen and gave a slight, mirthless laugh. Okay, there's a lot going on here, Hope said gently. And you must, you must be processing a lot too, Dr. Shelley. Can you maybe just take it from the beginning? Tell us everything you can think of that might be relevant? Anything could help, Robbie added. That is, if you're comfortable with all of us hearing, Hope amended. She glanced over at Stephen with, with hesitation. Stephen picked up on the cue and looked at his mother. Mom? Kim met his gaze. Stephen, sweetie. 
Some of this is going to be hard for you to hear. Your dad, I don't think he's a good guy. Not anymore. He's not? Stephen's eyes grew, grew wide. Why not? What did he do? Are you sure, buddy? Yes, I want to know. And besides, you're going to be thinking about it. I already saw some of it when I, when I looked inside your mind. Kim started catching his meaning. Oh, right. That's going to take some getting used to. It's totally your call, Hope reemphasized. Kim shook her head and spoke to no one in particular. There are some things I never fully understand until you become a parent. Part of me wants to protect my son from this, but I can't, can I? He's already in it. This is affecting him already. The past, the powers his father passed down to him. I guess I can't hide my thoughts from him anyway. But it's his life, and he deserves to know the truth. She let out a resigned sigh before looking up and speaking again, finding it easier to face Robbie and hope than to face her son. John and I met in grad school. I was in psychology, and he was in neuroscience. We had lots to connect over. I was always smart, sure, but John was on a whole other level. Always researching, always studying, always on the brink of some new idea. But he was kind, too, hopeful and idealistic. Not like the man he became. He wanted to use science to help humanity, to save the world. She shifted in her seat on the couch. We moved in together after a while. He was getting his doctorate, in his 20s, by the way. When he finished, he got hired as a junior researcher at Evoco. That was around the time that everyone was talking about Gabor and his superpower formula. The companies were rivals, of course. And that's when, that's when John made a, break, a breakthrough. His mental enhancement experiment, Hope filled in. Kim nodded. Without even paying attention in class. Yes. He designed the technology to enhance his brain's capabilities. And, well, obviously, he used it on himself. And that's how he became Neuron? Stephen asked. Yeah, buddy, you got it. She gave a sad smile. But I don't get it. Why was he a bad guy? He wasn't, at first, Kim continued. He became a superhero, Neuron. He had used his powers to stop crimes, right wrongs, and help people. I actually kind of convinced him to. Her mouth suddenly fell open. Oh no, was this my fault? Did I set him on that path? I, this is the first time I've been able to put all the pieces together since she, she trailed off. No, Robbie assured her. It wasn't your fault. Whatever happened. Neurons made his own choices. Mom, what happened next? Stephen persisted. Kim hesitated and took a moment to collect herself, but continued. Things went on like that for a few years. Him being a superhero. He got promoted. He became CEO. Actually, now that I think about it, I didn't know for certain, but I suspected. I think he might have used his power to get his position as CEO. You mean his mind control? Robbie asked. Kim nodded. Wow, Hope said quietly. If he would do that, what else could he use his mind control for? That's also when I found out I was pregnant, Kim went on. With me? Stephen asked eagerly. Kim ruffled his hair. Yep, with you, little man. I was happy and super excited. But your dad? She looked at Stephen uncertainly, choosing her words with caution. He wasn't as excited. Why not? Stephen demanded. It wasn't for the normal reasons, Kim expounded. It was different. I'm not sure how to explain it. Can you try? asked Robbie. Kim looked at him. John tried to be a hero, but he started to cave under the pressure. Maybe that was my fault. Maybe I pushed him to it too fast. I mean, I don't know how you two do it. Taking responsibility for saving other people's lives? For a whole city's worth of people? He was getting discouraged, overwhelmed, and disillusioned. And eventually he realized that he could just kind of shut it all out. Shut what out? Robbie inquired. His emotions. 
Those feelings of discouragement and despair and everything. I'll never know exactly what it felt like or didn't feel like for him, but his powers allowed him to basically just turn his emotions on and off at will. He could just flip a switch in his own brain and boom, no more sadness. No more emotion at all if he didn't want it. It's really weird for me to think about now. Hope gasped in sudden recognition. You know, he did say something about that at the warehouse last year. Robbie looked at her. He did? I don't remember. I think so. I mean, there was a lot going on that night, and a lot of villains planning to keep track of. But it sounds familiar. He said something about having no emotions and acting solely on logic. At least his twisted version of logic. Kim pointed at Hope, her eyes wide. Yes, that's exactly it. John started using that power, pushing his own emotions away more and more. He thought it would make him more focused and efficient in fighting crime. And maybe it did for a while. But his powers, they changed them over time. And not just in the way that they say power tends to change people. No, using those powers actually messed with his brain. It affected him on a deep level. And that's how he became the person he became. Stephen scratched his head. So my dad could just turn off his feelings? That's how he turned into a bad guy? Kim put a hand on his shoulder. Yeah, buddy, that's about right. If that's true, he may have blocked out despair and discouragement, but he also couldn't feel care or compassion or love for anyone, Hope ventured, half trying to explain to Stephen and half seeking confirmation from Kim. He must have just stopped feeling anything. Kim nodded. Time passed. Stephen was born. She smiled down at him. I was so happy. I was in love. Except John wasn't right during those months. I could tell something was missing. I encouraged him to get professional help, but he didn't seem to think it was a problem. I guess I hoped things would change when the baby was born and we would all just be a big happy family. Clearly, it didn't happen. She sighed heavily, processing waiting memories for the first time in years. It was around that time that he told me he was done being neuron. He saw fighting crime as pointless, futile, and insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Robbie perked up. That I do remember. I was able to talk to him briefly, before he betray betrayed us all. And then he decided that we, Stephen and I, were just emotional distractions too. So he left. And to make sure I could never find him, he erased your memories, Hope finished quietly, in awe and disgust. He could do that? Robbie asked, using mind control? Kim pursed her lips together and nodded silently. Excuse me for a moment, she said, faintly. She got up and ran off to another room. I could hear a door slam in the, in the, in the distance. Mom? Stephen called after her. Are you okay? Hope reached out and gently restrained him. She'll be okay, Stephen. She just needs a minute. This is a hard time for your mom, too. She's got a lot of stuff to think about right now. Stephen turned back to Hope. Did I make her feel bad? Hope shook her head. No, you didn't do anything wrong. But I brought back her memories. Well, Hope hesitated. That was the right thing to do. She needed to know the truth. You both did. But doing the right thing and knowing the truth can still be, can still be hard sometimes. Stephen Thoreau slumped. Yeah, I know. They could hear Kim crying loudly from the bathroom. Robbie spoke up to fill the gap. So, Stephen, are you okay? How are you feeling about everything? He looked away from Robbie. Okay, well, I don't know. I'm kind of sad and scared. Scared of what? Robbie pressed. I don't know. I just felt my mom's feelings when I looked in her brain, and she's scared too. Hope placed a hand on her on his shoulder. Can you tell me what you're feeling sad about? He didn't look at her either. A lot of stuff, I guess, but mainly, I wish my dad wasn't the bad guy. Yeah, Robbie crouched down to face him. 
I wish I wasn't the bad guy too. And I'm sorry you had to find out about, about, about him like this. So did you guys fight my dad? Uh, yeah, we did, once. Is he in jail now? No. Robbie briefly shared a nervous gl glance with Hope. Actually, he's... Kim stepped back out into the living room, her eyes puffy and her makeup running. Hi, I'm so sorry. Don't be, Hope said. I can't imagine what you're going through right now. Thank you. She walked to her son, leaned in toward him, and spread her arms wide. Stephen, how you doing? Okay. He came and hugged her, only coming up through her middle. Kim returned the gesture and held him for a moment. I'm a little sad. It's okay to be sad, Kim told him. I'm sad too. I know. Did you know that I love you and I'm so very glad I have you? Yeah. Okay, buddy. Do you need anything right now? She ruffled his hair affectionately. No, I'm good. Are you okay, mommy? I... I will be, Kim managed. A moment, moment of silence passed. Kim's eyes were still teary as she embraced her son. Robbie and Hope exchanged a glance of not exactly knowing what to say or do. Should we go now? Robbie whispered. Actually, there might be something else we need to think about now, Hope said at normal volume. Kim looked up at her. What's that? Noron wasn't just able to read minds, Hope explained. He could control them too. She looked at Stephen. Stephen, do you know if you can control other people's minds? Uh, no. I don't think so. But maybe. It is a possibility, Kim mused, not sounding excited at the prospect. It would be good to look into if he's got all of Neuron's powers, Hope added. He probably doesn't even know what all he can do. Kim nodded at Hope. Then she sighed, whispered something that, something that sounded like, I'm going to regret this. Looked up at the ceiling and spoke to her son again. Okay, buddy. We just want to know how this works. Can you try controlling minds just for a little bit? Pick something silly, just in case. Okay, um... He looked around the room and settled on Robbie. Miracle man, can you, um, stand on your head? Robbie chuckled. Well, I mean, I can, but I'm not doing it right now. You gotta try harder, Stephen, Hope urged. Like when you went inside your mom's mind. Okay, he closed his eyes and reached out. Try standing on your head. Instantly and wordlessly, Robbie got up from the couch and performed a headstand on the carpeted floor. Stephen's eyes went wide and he squealed with delight. Wow! Looks like, he gets, looks like he's got it, Hope commented. Kim breathed heavily. Oh dear. Okay. Can you pick up the, the table? Stephen asked Robbie. Kim scowled. Stephen, we know how it works now. There's no need to... Oh dear. Robbie had righted himself and was now lifting their wide living room table at the base with one arm. The tablecloth slid off as papers, books, and more crashed to the floor. Stephen, said Kim. Okay, put it down, Stephen said. Robbie obeyed. This is just like Simon says, Stephen exclaimed. He looked back up at Robbie. Okay, now, can you give me a piggyback ride, but run around super fast, and then... Stephen! Stephen let out an exaggerated sigh. Never mind, he uttered, just as Robbie had begun to lift him up. Robbie stepped back, shook his head, and blinked. Hey, what happened? Did it work? Kim looked at her son. So, Stephen. He interrupted her. Can I have ice cream for dinner tonight? Of course, Kim answered instantly. Then she blinked and scowled. Wait, stop that. You can't do that to me, Stephen. I need you to listen to me very carefully, okay? He gave another disappointed huff. Yeah? All that was just so we all know what you, what you can do. 
But now, now that we do, you can't use those powers on anyone else, okay? Especially not on me. This is super duper important. But mom, Stephen, this is not a discussion. You are not allowed to use your powers. Not any of them? Kim hesitated. Well, definitely not the mind control or mind reading. Can I still move stuff with my mind? Um, maybe sometimes, when I say it's okay, but only in our house. Nobody else can see you doing this, okay? Aww, Steven sulked. At least not right now, Kim added. Not until we know more about your powers and you learn how to, how to control them. Do you understand? He gave an elongated, yeah. Because you have these amazing powers and you can do amazing things, but you cannot just go around messing with other, with, with other, other people's minds or even reading their thoughts. That's a very bad thing to do to someone, and it could get us both in a lot of trouble. I really, really need you to understand this. Okay, Mom. Because that, because that's, that, that's what bad guys do. And you don't want to be a bad guy, do you? No, I want, I want to be a good guy. And you want to do good things, like respecting other people and listening to grown-ups, right? Yeah. Okay, good. She sighed. And you've had a long day. Why don't you go play for a little bit? He glanced back over at, at, at the two superheroes in the living room and frowned, not wanting to miss all the action. Aw, do I have to? Here's a challenge for you. Can you build a whole Lego spaceship just by moving the pieces with your mind? Steven's eyes grew wide. I bet I can! He darted away down the hallway into his room. Kim looked over and, and looked at Robbie and Hope with wide eyes and a strange smile. You see why I'm so worried? Being a single parent is hard enough. But now he can read people's minds and control them even. He can do anything he wants to. He doesn't have to listen to me or anyone. I can't make him. How do you teach anyone, much less a child, to control that power and use that power responsibly? I understand where you're coming from, Hope offered. Hope offered. It'll definitely be tough to navigate. But you'll figure it out. I'm sure you will. If I may, said Robbie, I've never been a parent, but my grandma raised me all on her, all on her own. And she taught me good values, right and wrong, from a young age. It looks to me like you're already doing that with Stephen. Kim looked at him. You do seem to have turned out okay. Looks like you followed what she, what she taught you. Robbie scratched his head. Well, not always. I definitely made mistakes. Big ones, even. I did bad things that I still regret to this day. That's what I'm afraid of. Kim shook her head. What if Stephen makes a mistake? His could be a lot more costly. Devastating, even. He could ruin someone's whole life, or his own. And then that would be on me for how I raise him. Rubby spread his hands wide. Well, I hate to say this, but he will make mistakes. He's a kid. He's human. It happens. Kim breathed. I know. But he's got you to guide him and teach him right from wrong. He'll learn, and he'll grow. And when he does mess up, he'll come back and do his best to set things right. He's a bright kid with a good heart. And I'm sure he owes a lot of that to you. Kim grinned sheepishly. Thank you. I know I'm the one who teaches me these things, and I absolutely still intend to do everything I can to get it right. But, if at all possible, I would still really, really appreciate any help I could get with navigating this side of things. That's why we came today, said Robbie. What kind of help are you thinking, asked Hope. I've never had powers, Kim explained. I'll never know what, what, what that's like. He'll need to learn control, focus, restraint, respons responsibility whatever qualities it takes for, for people like you to, to control your powers in whole new ways that I've never experienced. She looked up at them. I'm sorry. I know this is an odd request, and probably a new one to you. 
Well, we don't exactly have a school for gifted youngsters, Robbie muttered. I don't even know what teaching him would look like, Kim continued. I mean, I certainly don't want him going and out and fighting crime, yet, if ever. I just... We'd love to help, Hope finished. I'd be glad to do my part, Robbie agreed. But let us bring it to the, to the group. I think Ruby would like to meet you. She'll want to be aware of what's going on. We're in contact with the White Knight, too. I bet even he'd be willing to get involved. Thank you both so much. This is all... I don't know what to say. No need to say anything, said Hope with a smile. Do you feel better? A little, Kim tensed. But I'm still worried for him. Robbie nodded. That's certainly reasonable. Worried about what, exactly? Hope asked. Kim moved to the window and looked away from both of them. Worried that those powers will do the same thing to him that they did to, the, to his father. And that's the end of that scene. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, there you go. That's the scene. Um, looks like there weren't too many other questions or comments in, 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 the, in the chat. It's okay. This is my first time doing this. Um, I hope to do them more often later and maybe have more participation. We'll see. Um, again, I can't promise this because I have a baby coming and life is going to be crazy. I don't know what, it's, what that's going to look like, but um, I would like to try to do these maybe at least once a month on Bandcamp Friday, if not, if not maybe more times too. So we'll see. The next Bandcamp Friday is September 4th. I can't promise it, but I will try to do a another recording that day. Um, in the meantime, you can still download the chapters. Again, if you do so today, um, and name your price, the full amount you pay goes to me directly. That's at fracturedheroes.bandcamp.com. Even if you missed today, you can still listen and, and download them in the future for free. So go ahead and check that out. Um, I'm going to sign off because I need to, need to check on Rachel um, and see how it's going. But, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Um, if, if you're interested in knowing more, you know how to reach me. And now I'm just kind of rambling and repeating myself, so I'm going to sign off. Have a great day, everyone. God bless. See you later.